Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean Sad 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 It's just sad Oh, That is a stay-at-home dad I agree with you, Brian, though I think that sounds like total made-up bullshit Even if you are, like, raising the kid I mean, dude, like Dads just hang out with kids, like right? Isn't that the da- the kid always has fun with the dad? Mom's always the the hard ass. Mom's got rules, yeah, right? Man, it was the opposite for me. Moms yeah. to be having rules. But like, no, actually, did you, you ever wrestle with your me. dad? Oh yeah, I put my dad in many a figure four leg locks. That's why I'm saying you didn't wrestle with your mom, did you? I fucked my mom no. up. Oh yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> my mom. I was gonna say my mom was a small, delicate lady. I could, I could easily break her in half. Okay. Even more so now because of osteoporosis of old age. <laughs> See, that's the reason why it. I think my dad wanted to wrestle with me because I was like 10 years old and he could easily beat the shit out of me. <laughs> sure, yeah. He's breaking me in half. But it's also <laughs> it's a good time. Gorillas do the same thing. I they do gotta, like fighting 10-year-olds. Everything does. Although cats, like, it's crazy that mom cats, like, let their babies f- hunt them, essentially, so they can practice killing things. You got to mm. learn how to kill. It's crucial to the well, cat life. Well, Wild Kingdom, that's a brutal place, man. It sure mm-hmm. is. We only got like... I'm glad we have if you're not careful, it'll stick its boot in your ass. <laughs> Whoa. That's the American way? And, and it'll be the a red lovely day. Way? Lovely day. Lovely day. Lovely man, I day. I hate you. I quit the show. I, I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. I fucking love that song. Are you serious? <laughs> the Bill Withers song? <laughs> I actually have it set as like one of my alarms. No, it's not. No, you what? don't. What? I do. hundred percent. It's one of my I can't alarms do, to wake I can't up in the do morning. Any song. Yeah. I can't do any music for an alarm. Dude. So question. Did you have that as one of your alarms in the morning prior to last week? Yeah. You're a fucking It's liar. not like I went and downloaded the song because I heard you talk about it. I've had that for a long time. I didn't hear that once at PAX. I would believe it sort of because Brian is just such a happy, positive dude. It's and true. I feel as mind numbing as the song is, its gonna intent be. is to be happy and positive. A lovely so. day. Lovely day. It's lovely day. I hate everything it, about it's, this. It's plausible. <laughs> so we <laughs> made it. Speaking of. He went with mine first, but it didn't trigger me. And then Sean just went immediate to misery. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mine's, I like that Sean answered the question very honestly because I can tell that that song does trigger him. I, that's the thing. I don't really have one that like I just despise. That's yeah. the thing. Like it's just even a terrible you. song. It's the same thing with like a shitty movie. I will still enjoy it just based on how terrible it is. I right. can listen to any bullshit. I don't care. I'll just laugh at certain. So ones. the worst thing about that Lovely Day song is like I don't. It doesn't even register with me that it's playing. Until like the second Until... lovely day hits oh, and yeah. it dawns on me because I don't hear. You're like, this is still on. Yeah, this is still on whatever. But like I have working in a place that always has music on that I might not care about. I just have a tendency to block everything out. So by like, yeah, sure. It's very white noise. By the second yeah. time lovely day look comes around, I'm like, I'm going to toss myself in traffic. This is awful. <laughs> I feel like probably what makes it even double worse is that it is also a terrible earworm. And once you hear it, it's stuck. you're hearing it the rest of the day. You're yeah. just going to go somewhere as son of a bitch. Get out of my head. Mm-hmm. 
Bill Withers, stop it. It's a terrible day because of you and your song. Terrible day. <laughs> terrible day. Terrible day. Terrible day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we made it approximately one episode since you saying we should start the episode whenever we have a guest by introducing the guest. We made it. Mm-hmm. Actually, we didn't even do that with Dave. We didn't at all. I'm gonna, I was yeah, gonna we say, didn't even no. with Dave. It's, You're still on track to introduce me before you introduced Dave in your in the last week's episode. So, did we? I, I think we did too. That's that's a good touch. No. Well, spoiler alert: Brian bets your bottom bets dollar. your ass because I'm gonna holler about you being on the show, buddy. Hi, I'm welcome here. everybody. Thanks for to, having me. It, well. Thank you. You know, uh, I think we laid the cards down and I even straight up told you I did want you on last week for Commando because yeah. I just I feel goddamn it. Brian needs a win. Yeah, <laughs> Brian does need a win. And honestly, what's really funny is I couldn't. Th- so this is my week's pick and my immediate thought last week. I think you already know this, Brian, was uh I was talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger with somebody at work pretty much right after the day after that we recorded Commando. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. awesome. I watched this. And he's like, man, the only movie I like is Predator. And it just oh. hit me. I was like, holy shit. I want like Predator's an action movie. I want to talk about that. So I hit up Kyle. and I'm like, yo, yeah. can we do Predator? And he's like, I think we've done it before. And like 10 minutes later, he, he goes, dude, you're not going to believe it. But we did do Predator, and Brian was on for Predator. It's true. It, it was it was the most <laughs> ridiculous thing, and then it turned into a nightmare of <laughs> I couldn't figure out what I wanted to talk about. So I actually had a list of like seven thing, seven movies, all bangers, all all, oh, bangers. all movies that I wanted to watch: Beverly Hills Cop, Top Gun, mm. They Live, Escape from New York, and Predator Two. And I I actually set a ten minute. Uh, a 10-minute countdown, and every 10 minutes, I whittled it down by one. And uh, it was entertaining for me. It was like me. Sean's own personal Royal Rumble of action <laughs> movies. It really was. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. So what were the final two, then? The final two were Top Gun and Escape from New York. Oh, both solid picks. He was really pushing uh, Top Gun. I feel like I may be slightly influenced. I tried not to. I did tell him two of those movies popped me real hard. And he, he did correctly guess which two popped me real hard. Yeah, I don't remember. I know I knew They Live was one. I honestly really wanted it to come down to Beverly Hills Cop. Like, because there's not a day in a month that goes by that I'm not at work just going, boom, so, and in your own Royal movie. Rumble, it, your own Royal Rumble that you organized and executed on your own, you wanted Beverly Hills Cop to be in the final two, but it didn't make it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would be a terrible wrestling booker because I'd be like, all right, this is who I want to win. And then I like at the end of the show, I'd be like, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> By the end of the show, I'm just like, I'm making, changing all of the plans. It's like, okay, okay, R- Roman Reigns is going to win. And next thing you know, some jobber just won the, the Royal Rumble. It's like, well, fuck. How did that go down? People be talking about it. Man. So, yeah, those. They're talking about it at the water cooler. Okay, boys. Since nobody hit us up on our Facebook for a question, I actually Googled, uh, like, funny icebreaker questions. And I found one that, oh, 
I found one that I wanted to use for you guys. Okay. Here's my question to you. Brian and Kyle, if the zombie apocalypse is coming, who are three people that you want on your team? Is that like a zombie apocalypse, but with alpacas? Um, I forgot how to speak for a moment there, so possibly. <laughs> that would be actually it's the alpaca lips. Zombie alpacas like, coming do... for everyone. <laughs> I want to say, uh, just today, actually, a lady that I work with, and I will get to this, because I do, I already think I pretty much know. Well, kind of. Is this, like, I mean, people O'Neal, you know personally? Right, Shaq. Yes. Shaq is, I want Okay, Shaq. so include one person you know, the other two can be whoever. Okay. Make it a little so bit tougher. So one person you know IRL. Yep. Okay. Zombie Apocalypse team. Shaq, the person I know, Beefcake, my dog, because <laughs> he's a bro. Nice. He's a G. Okay. And I'm going off like De- uh, Dawn of the Dead remake vibes where the dog didn't trigger the zombie flavors. So okay. Beefcake oh. would be chill. And uh, That's uh, a good call. I guess also probably like uh, not Bear Grylls, but the other guy that's uh, less whoever. You know what I'm talking about? Survivor Man. Survivor Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Survivor Man. That dude. While I was thinking about it, I was thinking of Bear Grylls, but uh, I know who you're talking about. The the one with the close cut. I think that's a better pick. Yeah. I want to say, I think it's like less Stroud. You are right. It's either Stroud or Stroud. Okay. Yes. That guy. So that that's guy. my team. That's no, a good team. That is a solid team. You got a tank and Shaq. You have mm-hmm. the know-how, sure. and you get your sweet dog. And Shaq can also like get items. Oh and yeah, he's got the reach things, advantage. You know? Are we talking like current mm-hmm. Shaq or like younger Shaq? Can can we like like all Shaq? Shaq is eternal. I'm pretty sure Shaq just like moves at the like at the speed of like Dude. a shopping cart with a broken wheel. I just saw Shaq get full body checked into a Christmas tree two days ago. Yeah. Shaq still got it. In what? A commercial? Yeah. No, on like his fucking NBA Tonight show. What? Like they were screwing around on set and this dude full body checked him and Shaq dove into the tree. That's crazy. Like full body get down. It was awesome. Yo, like a year and a half ago. All you see is his feet. He got like, uh, he was in a wrestling match and got tossed through a table. God damn. Yeah, off the ring. It's, Although, it's pretty insane. Tables are pre-broken, no. right? Is that a thing, Sean? They're not pre-broken at they're all. They're not pre-broken, but they're not like real tables, right? They're like, they're like I mean, those tables, tables aren't super strong. But then if you watch anything from Japan, uh, I feel bad for anybody in Japan because those tables are stiff as fuck. Like, they're throwing really? dudes into them like three or four times just to get them to break. And every time wow. you see someone get smoked on those, you're like, oh, no, no. <laughs> that awful. looks like it hurt. Yeah, that looks like Several it really times. hurt. <laughs> Several times. Yeah, that's my team. <laughs> oh. Bright guy, what about you? Oh, what would my team be? That's a great question. I like I like the way you went. Um, I think I'm going to go a completely different way. <laughs> As uh, just do. because just because if the zombie apocalypse is happening uh, I'm not built for it so I'm gonna get Andrew WK yeah I'm gonna get uh, let's see somebody I know who would be good who would be good you know what I'd get Mitchell 
Okay. And get Mitchell, and I'd get uh oh, literally anybody for the fourth person, and we're just gonna party until until the zombies get us. Until you're dead. Until the shit goes Wait, down. Wait, you can't even pick a third person? You just said, I'm just kidding, uh, somebody. <laughs> yeah. Whoever wants to join us, me, Mitchell, and Whoever Andrew wants to WK. Party and die. <laughs> Yo, I, I can't believe I didn't pick up on that immediately. You're like, eh, and somebody else. Yeah, and like, hey, <laughs> open invite, whoever joins the party. Uh, I love Brian just goes in immediately giving up. It's very nihilistic. I should have been on board with that. Oh, my God. Uh, That's hilarious. That's pretty good. Hmm. I wouldn't if mind I would having a little doggo with me. You can take Kyle's dog. His other dog. <laughs> I think I want like Scooby-Doo, though. We'll solve some mysteries while the, while the earth burns. What mysteries do you have going on while there's an apocalypse? Who ate the last of the queso? That's a good question. We're we talking the white queso. Like, have you had the white queso with like the peppers in it? Of course. Mm. Yo, you, you mean can real put queso? That blind queso on everything. If I go to a Mexican restaurant with my sister, she'll still call it queso cheese when she orders. Like, <laughs> I get the queso cheese. Bro. Oh no! Has she ever been like throat punched for that? Because like that is a throat well, punch. I mean, I've threatened. Offense. I'll go to the I've ATM machine, but... use my pin number to get some money out, so I can get some queso cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! Brian is a. That's pretty good. A little improv situation there. <laughs> Dear lord, boys, I would. You know who I'd take? I'd pick. Who would you I, take? I'd take the Rock. Because that dude's got a lot okay. of money. That's a good pick. Yeah, and he's strong. I was going to say, what the fuck does money have to do? I don't know. He probably has a jet. We can, uh, we I mean, can fly okay. somewhere else. Oh, my fourth should definitely be a lady. A what? <laughs> <laughs> Brian goes back five. You know, maybe a lady would have been a nice <laughs> That makes for a better party. To party with. <laughs> I like how he's going this party route, and he immediately turns it into a sausage fest. Yeah. <laughs> well, open invitation could be anybody, right? Yeah, I don't think a woman's going to volunteer for that party. <laughs> oh, man. I just see Mitch like, come on, let's hang out. <laughs> he's like, Maybe nah. I need to swap out Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel like you have uh, much better people that you know that might fit, you know, these needs. Um, but let's not put them on blast here. Uh, I'm taking the <coughs> rock. I'm play- I'm taking Kevin uh, from work because all he does is hunt. And nice. Oh, it's good. Yeah, call. I'm pretty sure like he would be able to survive almost anything, or not. Maybe he just puts up a good front. Who knows? I'll f- yeah, I'll find he's out. Just fully lying. Yeah, I'll find out in the scenario. And and then someone okay, so I would have to Google like the last winner, one of the last winners from like most extreme elimination challenge, or oh like, yeah, American Ninja Warrior, or like I'll take one of them champion. exactly. Well rounded, we got rich and strong, we got possibly capable, and uh, <laughs> possibly fast, versatile, capable. and flexible. I like that possibly capable. That's the what I'm looking for in my zombie apocalypse crew. <laughs> That's going on my cover letter. Dude, Can I change in- my answer? <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg, 
Emma Stone, and fun fact, I know Woody Harrelson. <laughs> I, I was going to go back with Bill Murray. Nice. <laughs> nice. In full zombie regalia. I, but yeah, but then I guess he's actually a super huge jerk. So Yeah, who cares? Right. Who knew? All, he plays yeah, super huge shocked. jerks in movies, and it turns out. Whoops. Yeah, tell me you still wouldn't just hang out with that guy. Of course I, mean, I would. If he was in a good mood, I guess, you know. Yeah. Even in a you know, as long mood. as he's like pouring tequila shots or whatever it is he does, allegedly. Yeah. I so He did not like Chris Farley. Like. That's a red flag. Come I on, mean, that's man. a have you guys, red flag. Have you guys seen Chris Farley? He seems like the kind of guy that, I don't know, you wouldn't want to hang out with. Look, he might be a bit much, literally, but I bet he's a blast. That's why, like, literally everything that's ever been said about Chris Farley is that he's the nicest, funnest person. Yeah. Hey, I, he was just incredibly sweet. I was being apparently. incredibly sarcastic. I think I the figured. only person that had a better had a better rep is probably uh, Tom Hanks, apparently. Yo, do you guys see that video of when, like, the paparazzi accidentally knocked his wife and he lost his yeah. shit? Dude. And he's like, back the he lost fuck his shit. up. Yeah. yeah. That made me love Tom Hanks even more. He, he let his, his chin out. And a stressful situation is great. Yeah. That was good Tom Hanks. Like, I'm pretty Tom sure Hanks. even when that little dude said, look at me, I am the captain now. I don't think he even swore at that guy. You know? He's like, oh, gosh, golly. <laughs> that's weird to hear. The old captain of this ship now. Did you guys see it's A Wonderful weird. Day in the Neighborhood? No. What? Yeah, I know. Weird, right? Dude, you need to watch that. That was that one of the movie. two Mr. Rogers movies that came out around that time, right? There were two? Yeah, and you watched the wrong one, probably. I watched neither of them. Oh, well, you, you should yeah, watch this neither. one. It was very good. It is T. Hanks, and it is Mr. Ro- like, you literally it's... can't go wrong. Yeah. Uh, this I next just don't question... think I'm ready for that kind of wholesomeness in my life. You yeah, already like, have me in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this next question goes out to Kyle. Kyle, you have to oh. know this. Having the world's biggest boner for Kojima out of anybody that I know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. What's the deal with Snake Pl- uh, Plissken in this movie and Snake Plissken in uh, Metal Gear? What's the deal? Well, I mean, I mean, it's obvious Hideo Kojima lists this as like one of his all time favorite movies and. It's no, it's a massive influence to everything Metal Gear. I it was crazy honing in on all the things this time watching it because like he's dropped behind enemy lines behind by himself. He has to like do a tactical sneaking espionage mission mm-hmm. where sometimes you got to get in there and rough and tumble shit up. He gets kidnapped, tortured, has an eye patch. Yep. Yep. A trademark of Solid Snake, and also the like his pants. Different, his pants in this were this very, very Solid Snake. The only he just Kurt Russell does not rock the mullet, which that is Snake's trademark hairstyle. Snake also doesn't have a tattoo of a cobra on his stomach. Yeah, that <laughs> if you he, could call his, it a tattoo. Yeah, let's call it a tattoo. That was a black sharpie going yeah. up his happy trail. <laughs> <laughs> John Carpenter does magic with literally nothing. Um, That's true. So there was a point in this movie where I was, I was like, wow, this does just feel like it's kind of like an espionage film, but at the same time, it, like it's not. 
And also, next time we do an action movie December, we really need to like list out the four weeks and end with the most ridiculously over the top thing because it feels like no matter how good this movie is, like <laughs> looking back on Commando, it was, it's like I shot, I fucked up, man. <laughs> I really did. That shit was uh, wild. I just I shot shot the load real quick. It. This is a totally different type of flick, though. Like, this is a much smaller budget than Commando. Mm -hmm. I did. I meant to look it up, but what did... Do you know what Commando had? Because I know this was $7 million, which Keep is... Keep it up, and uh, so you looking low. at Commando? Um, yeah. No, I don't know Commandos. Like Commando. I said, uh, Escape from New York was $7 million. It was the largest budget John Carpenter had worked with at the time. And uh, only one shot of the movie was actually in New York. You guys know which one? Of course. Uh, the one that had the... Uh, the Twin Towers? Actually, no. Just the opening no, shot of the Statue of Liberty. The Statue really? of Liberty. Yeah. And this was the first movie allowed to shoot on Liberty Island. No kidding. <laughs> the only shot of New York is that one right there. Uh, the budget yeah. the for rest Commando of this was, was done only in St. Million. Louis. Only 10 yeah. million? Oh, really? Well, damn. That's yeah. surprising. They I mean, they did too. reuse the same, like, seven people in, like, 42 deaths, so... And it was all action, whereas this is a big sci-fi. It's also post-apocalyptic, so it's like, whereas right. they're just shooting up a mansion on a tropical island, like, yeah, he has to keep filling up the streets of St. Louis with trash, which apparently in East St. Louis in 1981, they didn't have to add much. <laughs> <laughs> is that where this was set, uh, shot? Yeah, all yeah. of it was shot in East St. Louis, because they needed a place that looked like grimy New York, but wasn't the cost of Grammy New York. New York was and too gross. They had to go somewhere else and be like, listen, we need to kind of make this gross, but not like New York gross. And uh, I feel yeah. like they went really they, over uh, the top of the grunge in this. That's the thing. So, I feel like this yeah, whole movie much... felt to me like a side-scrolling brawler version of a movie. Yes. Uh-huh. They, they would... It's very... So, like... That's one thing that leads Creedence to, like, production design, because they kind of just shotgunned a lot of the set dressing, because they would literally just drive to the dump each night and fill up some trucks with a bunch of bullshit and then come <laughs> back and just scatter it everywhere. They couldn't even get real sets. New York trash. And that's, uh, you can kind of, that's everything just feels there. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's, which it's supposed to but like it's supposed to look I, it, it looks cheap you know what i wish yeah. they could reuse all of these set dressings for like everything that i saw in this i want to see an updated version of the newsies but like set in this just like set in like with prison island manhattan yes yes <laughs> and he's out there singing about newspapers for the crazies coming up out of the sewers because I definitely watched Brian, that. I think you nailed it on the head. This movie felt like a side-scrolling beat em up, where like every every yeah. every level that he got to was just get escalating in ridiculousness. And, and then you like get your boss level. Characters. You get your boss fights at the end of each each set piece. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you get your oh, your big God. old that one boss fight. That one guy. You have your spiked baseball bat, and you're oh. fighting the the big guy. Yeah. Whose name escapes me? Like. It's great. It's so choreographed. Slag. Dude, why not hit somebody in the foot? 
with a spiked baseball bat. Why are you swinging at the shield? (laughs) Why are you swinging at the defensive point? Why are we having a baseball bat sword fight in the middle of a wrestling ring? What is happening here? (laughs) Because it's bad ass. Uh, I love it. For like outside of the 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 slap shot set dressing and to give like fair credit, like it was a guerrilla style shoot in like 1981. Yeah. Pretending to be 1997. And yeah, like trying to look back at it from this point of view, it's, you got to give it a little bit of the absolutely time haze mirage. Cause at that time it was probably fucking wildly impressive. Yeah, for sure. How does it, especially like the, the 3d, Especially like the 3D computer shots that actually were just miniatures that were lined with reflective tape to look like it was a 3D animation. Really? That's all? Yeah. Uh, When he's flying over New York, that was literally like a 3D model that they spray painted matte black and then did those neon highlights and then just flew a camera over. Okay. I thought that looked awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, it does look awesome. That stuck out. It so. still holds up really fucking well. And I do, I got it, before we get too much deeper into this, I do have to tie this thing into, uh, this is a Kurt Russell movie, so this is a continuation of the never-ending film festival, uh, Russell Fest, which was started by the lovely Dave Moore of Tadpog, but he graciously gifted to me to actually carry the flame, because he made it as a joke, and I fell in love with the idea. <laughs> Okay. So every time that you watch a Kurt Russell movie, you are observing Russell Fest. Mm. So it's a never-ending film festival. It's always eternal. It's always celebrating Kurt Russell. So congratulations, guys. It's another Russell Fest. We made I like it there. that a lot. Uh, I'm glad to so, be a participant of Russell Fest. So do you guys want to like break, like get into this and kind of just go over the the main plot of this and then just talk about the uh, the little things that happened? Because I really liked the premise of this movie and I had personally never seen this before. And this was a perfect opportunity for me to put it out there as something to watch. Yeah, I have seen this movie, of course, a lot, uh, especially I saw it as a kid with my mom because my mom loved movies. But then like. Of course, once I became the hideo fanboy I was and knowing all the things about this movie, because, of course, like obvious Snake reference, the the eye patch and Metal Gear Solid 2, when Snake is undercover, he goes by the name Iroquois Pliskin. Kurt Russell's name in this movie is Snake Pliskin. So (laughs) all of that ties in just it's. It's crazy to me watching it now. It's also weird because at certain points there was a line in this movie that I was like, I know this from somewhere else and I can't think of it. And then it came to me. It's one episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force where Meatwad is talking to Boxy Brown and he says, they're arguing and he says, (laughs) Meatwad says, but you just a a box. And he goes, I just a what, bitch? And he goes, you're the number, you're the Duke, the number one king of New York. <laughs> Which is what they always Amazing. say about the Duke here. And I was like, man, what the fuck is that from? And it was, it's Aqua Teen. So go look that up. Deep cut. Long-winded way to say, I still fucking love Escape from New York. Right on. It is rough around the edges, but. It's rough around God the edges it. in like. It had ambition. The way that a 1981 movie i guess could be it it is rough to look at like now 
it is mm-hmm. weird to watch a movie that's just it's so weird to say that's so old now especially since i rented like the hd version of it and even blacks are all splotchy on the screen and so like watching yeah. something old can be a little rough but like it's rough around the edges in like an endearing way where there wasn't a lot about this movie that I didn't like. Actually, there wasn't really anything about this movie that I didn't like. I enjoyed pretty much the whole thing and the whole concept and like idea behind it. Super unique. I do always find it funny when, you know, something from the early eighties set something only like 20 years into the future because they didn't exactly future proof it from like future viewings. Um, so, like, it's really awkward to be right now in 2022 to date this episode, be what 15, 25 years after this movie's supposed to take place. When this movie came out, it was only 17, uh, 16 years prior to the events of this movie. So, we are further yeah. removed in the future than it was prior to this, the events of this taking place. And so, I really do like that. It it's I don't know it's interesting and uh, it gives a nostalgia for something like I shouldn't have nostalgia for because I've never even seen it but there's so many of the things like the snake references you know the the through lines between this and like Metal Gear which I I actually played the original Metal Gear on the NES back when I was a little kid and never even saw this movie and it wasn't until like. I don't know, I was 10, 11, 12 before I realized, oh, there's another movie that has a character with the same name. What? That's weird. And now it's finally, you know, paying off. That you've finally seen it. Fine. It's all coming together. Did we lose Brian? We did. We did. It looks like we officially lost. That's fine. We can Can keep chatting as Brian tries to figure this out. Hopefully he has muted himself while he's trying to figure it out. But uh, I'm going to jot down the time. Anyways, um, what did you think about the the plot and, like, the background of this? This is an alternate, like, Earth world? Um, yeah, so I, it's just, like, Russia has and the Americas are still at war. Um, they, they take it really to a, a crazy extreme. To the point that they have uh, Donald Pleasance playing the president of the United How States. How weird is that? And he's fully British. And uh, there's like this unexplained backstory that due to the uh, the continuing war, like America eventually rejoined the British Empire. So that's why they can have a British president now. Mm-hmm. So... So what comes what becomes of like New York City? What's the main catalyst for like this whole idea? Because I never had the interest to watch this movie because I didn't realize what the plot was. And to me I'm like who's trying to escape from New York? Like that's such a like weird premise. Yeah, what a weird yeah. idea. And then once you read it and you realize actually what's going on, you're like, "Oh, okay, let me see what's going on here." It's like the start, uh, or, you know, eventually what would become Arkham City in our today times. But, um, hold on. Uh, Sean, our train of thought. 
I have no idea I'm what our sure. train of thought was, but that's fine. I, that's fine. Hey, everybody. I do know. You'll notice a slight little blip there because we had some tech, technical difficulties, but we are back. We are back, babies. Yeah, we are. And we're... And it's actually, we can hear Brian much better now. He's not staggering. He's not all glitchy, so. Oh, good. Yes. So anyways, as you're saying, Kyle. So yes, this fucking movie. We were talking about Donald Pleasance, how the fact that the president of the United States is a British man. (laughs) It's the future. Anything's possible. It is the future and anything is possible. It's the future, but 25 Uh, years ago. Right. (laughs) So that's what, yeah, Sean, you were talking about the timeline. It's It was very ambitious of them to make a movie set just 17 years in the future. They they really did not have high hopes for where America was going. I especially love that it was only seven years in the future that crime was supposed to increase 400%. (laughs) So... It sets us up with this sort of, uh, I guess, Arkham City type situation where they just turn the entire city of New York into a giant penal colony, similar to what the British did to Australia. This doesn't even seem like, I don't know, that bad of a place to be. You know, like, I'm sure everything that we're seeing here are, is like the worst part. Like, the worst part. As Cavia said, like, you never go walking around out here alone. But uh, Ernest Borgnine, like, what a, just, Mm. what a weird weird dude. Anyways, like, I feel like there's parts in New York that just wouldn't be that bad. And to do something so heinous as to be sentenced to New York City, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not only would parts not be that. Right, not yeah, number one that, but it's also like, wouldn't there be jokes, especially about New York in the 80s, that it was worse than what this movie portrayed in certain areas? Mm. Like, there was a time when New York was like a bad place to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. American Psycho was set in the 80s. Can you guys imagine? <laughs> Patrick Bateman would uh, would do well in this version of New York. Actually, he wouldn't. It'd be way too dirty. Yo, Patrick Bateman yeah. would be the Duke. Okay. He would be the Duke. Okay, question. Number one king of New York. Question for you boys. <laughs> Brian, you've seen American Psycho, right? Of course. Okay, yeah. I, that's what I thought. I, I think I'm the only one that hadn't seen it in, like, the world. Um, okay, so imagine that Pac- Patrick Bateman is the Duke, okay? What does Patrick Bateman's car look like? Because... The Duke's car in this movie is one of the most ridiculous fucking things I've ever seen (laughs) with chandeliers. It's awesome, right? Chandeliers in a disco ball. It's ridiculous. Also, we should give proper credit. Who is the Duke played by? Isaac. uh, Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes. It's fucking Isaac Hayes, baby. That's Shaft. Woo. And the chef, of course. Nice. I, Hello there, children. I like how you guys also, went in two completely different directions. Shaft and Chef. Both completely But they sounded valid. the same. Both are pretty he great. He also did the... Did he... He just did the theme song. He didn't play Shaft. Shaft? That's right. Yeah, he was Shaft. The original Shaft? No. Wasn't he? And he wasn't? I don't think so. Hold up. Almost a thousand percent positive. I'm pretty sure he just did the theme song. 
So Kyle, what is the main plot of this movie? Because it's actually very simple, so, but it does get kind of crazy. Oh, he, he yeah, was just it, the composer. You're right. It starts off with, and again, number one, first question, answer, I'll tell you, is budgetary reasons. Why in the fuck is the president not on Air Force One, but on a small ass Cessna plane? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was But it's flying over New York and gets uh, attacked, sabotaged, and uh, there's dudes coming to attack. Uh, fun fact, one of the Secret Service agents was, I believe, Gerald Ford's son. So, a president's son was acting as a Secret Service agent in a Hollywood movie. That's awesome. Cool little fun fact there. Uh, but then, the the president uh, needs to get safely out, so they put him in this giant red egg capsule from Mork and Mindy. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, when when you need to eject the president in hostile territory, what better way than a brightly colored egg emblazoned with a presidential seal? That yeah, that won't it, have bad repercussions. It's a shame they couldn't make it neon and have like a blaring alarm that just played like hail <laughs> to the chief. It just plays hail to the chief. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. But also, does it eject or does he just sit in it until the plane crashes into the building? I couldn't it from like my, it just figure fell out. out of the plane. From my That's understanding, it happens. got pooped out of that plane. Okay. I thought I couldn't. It's very confusing. I thought it just crashes into the building and then falls down, and it's fine because it's the Mark and Mindy egg. Can I express well. how wildly uncomfortable <laughs> I was watching that plane? Uh, fly towards New York City, towards the Twin Towers, and then crash directly yeah. into a, the side of a building right next to the Twin Towers. Wild times, right? Yeah. I was watching that mouth agape. Just like, did is that what I just saw? And he lands on it later. Insane. It's so weird to watch that and be like, wow. I was alive for, you know, when those were around. And, well, I guess when that happened actually in IRL. But, uh, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. That's all. It was just weird. They they cut it out of the Spider-Man movie. You'd think they'd cut it out of this. Have some respect. <laughs> Yo, go Have back in time. respect. <laughs> Put some respect on <laughs> there. Uh, for some reason, too, the president is on his way to some very important meeting with Russia that's going to end... The, the the long war that we've been in, for some reason, a cassette tape is the linchpin to this entire operation. <laughs> yeah. I, again, I, I don't understand to play this why. You can't just say it or, again, later on, on TV. Yep. You have a national broadcast, my friend. Like, what is the tape going to say? I but He does put it into the get- thing later, and it's just him talking about iodine, isn't it? It was no. it plays for uh, it plays for like five second. seconds in the um in the taxi at the end. And iodine is a uh, neutralization for uh, radiation. Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. yeah, you're supposed to get iodine packs there and like nuclear fallout kits. What? I learned something today. The more you fucking you can know. ingest it. Yep. I am so going to go, buy boys. like the entire supply of iodine right now. Can I add Kyle to my apocalypse team? <laughs> I do know a lot of dumb bullshit. Yeah. 
Uh, I think also, too, there was literally, I'm not even joking, not that long ago, I'm pretty sure the Biden administration, they were talking about sending out like some sort of nuclear preparedness kit and we would all get like iodine packs or maybe not them. Maybe it was a thing like back in the day, but I know it was discussed at some point and we were we were all going to get them. That's insane. That's not ominous. No. Not at all, no. No. <laughs> Let's just send nuke kits to every American, just in case. Hey. You know, hey, just have them. It's very uh, Fallout. Yeah. yeah. I, I hate everything about it. Man, you already know this, but my anxiety, and I went into a deep spiral after watching, uh, what the fuck's that movie? Dr. Green Thumb or whatever. That was... Woo, I had a rough like five months after watching Dr. Not Green Thumb. What the hell is the movie? Dr. Green Thumb. You know what I'm talking about. With the nuke. Oh, Dr. Strange. Yeah, Dr. Strange. Oh, Dr. Wow, yeah, I wasn't man, even fucking close. It's it's a heavy one, too. And yeah, I, I definitely could see that. I forgot. I mean, I knew what it was, but just in the context of us now. Yeah. Probably wasn't the best decision. <laughs> <laughs> Woof, that was rough. We're fighting in the war room. Oh, Wait. no. <laughs> but yeah, this was pies. the everlasting struggle between the United States and Russia and China was all going to be determined upon this tape that the president yeah, has strapped and- to his wrist after he got pooped out of an airplane. Look, I understand the it's time a- limit here because if I was a visiting dignitary from the Soviet Union or China, I would not want to spend another minute in Hartford either. <laughs> <laughs> the president has 22 hours to get here or I'm leaving because this is Hartford, Connecticut. Hartford, Connecticut, which they, they should have just met in Springfield, which is like 20 minutes away, and where Kurt Russell was born. Did you know that? Kurt Russell was born 45 minutes from my house. I did not know that. I did not. Yeah, he was That's born in awesome. Springfield. Then he, he also he lobbied, to the Big E to celebrate. You know, you he would think very, that Springfield... Very, very hard for this. Springfield's got a big old boner for Dr. Seuss, Okay. They should have an equally big boner for something that's not kid-related. And I'm talking about Kurt, Kurt Russell. I'm surprised they don't, dude. My own... All right. I don't... Some people are really into it. But my old home city of Bloomington, Indiana, is the future birthplace of Star Trek's Captain Janeway. Huh. So, like... There's oh. a statue of the actress there now. And like just like a few weeks ago, she came and like saw it and it was a whole big hubaloo. That, that seems but, uh, weird. It does because it's a fictional character. Yeah, so it's you put weird, a statue. A character. Yeah. And so you put a statue of some woman who played her on a TV show. Yeah. And but what I'm getting at is that this city is not honoring Kurt Russell. All right. What's the mayor? Yeah, I'm writing the list. I was talking to Dave earlier. Uh, Brian, you might know him, but uh, Dave was like, "The fact <laughs> that familiar. Springfield, the fact that Springfield doesn't have a escape from themed escape room after Kurt Russell oh, is yeah. a travesty. Like there should be an entire company based out of Springfield called Escape from Escape Rooms. You know, Escape from Rooms. Oh, that's a good one. You, you show you, up, you, you put on your eye patch, you go into the room. Oh, my God. Well, you, gotta, you make it you so you won't be able to solve the puzzles if you have the vision from both eyes. You have to wear a patch. <laughs> it's 
Perfect. Depth also, perception is your enemy. <laughs> Snake Pliskin is not missing an eye, yet his cornea is merely burned because his gas mask was cracked and during the World War III, uh, gas burned his eyeball. So, oh. another fun fact for you. Wait, so how do you so know he that? does have an eye... Because uh, I read it, and I'm just a big fan. Okay. Also, uh, non-canon, canon-wise, the character Captain Ron is essentially supposed to still be Snake Plissken, just in a different universe. That's amazing. So. I'm here for that. That's freaking okay. sweet. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Now that we're on the topic, Kyle, first off, first off, I heard you were dead. Uh, second off, <laughs> what's up with a recurring I thought you were dead thing this entire movie? Uh, that does, it comes from, uh, somebody famous and I can't remember who, but, uh, a little touch in the movie is that every character that says that to Snake ends up dying. Oh, that's fun. Oh, that's I would not have fascinating. Mm-hmm. I mean, that still Again, doesn't answer it, but I mean, that's a cool little fact. And, like I said, it is somebody. Uh, are you just asking, do you know? I do. No. I'm I'm legitimately was, curious. I don't care because it made me laugh every time. Does Lee like, Van and, Cleef not ask him? Does, what did does you Lee just Van say? Cleef not say it? Oh, oh, oh. I don't think so because he's the first person that he thought of to recruit him. That's true. Yeah. Which Kyle's getting to right now in this story. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he does call him up. Uh, he... So the the I guess it's the United States Police Force USPF yep. is this fictional police USPF functioning 50. government body um, in the future, and this guy is the head of it. Who was uh, he played one of the bad guys in uh, the Sergio Leone western, which is oh, wild yeah. to He's me. He's been in a whole bunch of westerns. He's fucking great. Also, all of his scenes shot in one night. All of his everything, scenes? everything in this movie, and that's why at certain points you watch uh, some of his shots are out of focus, and that's literally all that uh, John Carpenter had. He had to use those shots because so they flew him from Cleef L.A. For one night. That, that was literally it. And his wife was like on set to help out a lot because I guess like I don't know. I, I don't think he had issues, but maybe he uh, just he was had getting other older. priorities or. Um... Whatever. No, like, I, I think he was just getting old. Uh, and uh, Thieves of Fortune diff- is what you're thinking of. What was it? Thieves of Fortune. Is that the uh, Western you're talking about? No, no, no. It's uh, for a few dollars more with Clint Eastwood. Oh, oh, you said Sergio. So I just looked. Gotcha. Yeah, Sergio Leone is the director oh, of the Spaghetti oh, Western oh. trilogy. Man with no name. I don't know uh, westerns. Holy shit, more, this and... guy was acting back in to the 50s? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, dude. Holy He's Jesus. Been in, like, a lot of shit, dude. He's really good. I'm going to I got to put it back like this. That's fine. Uh What else? <laughs> so, he's great in this movie, but man, I fucking crack up every time when like at one point he's giving orders to all these people. And he goes to tell somebody else something, and he pulls up this radio that's <laughs> a fucking boombox. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. 
it's it's uh, again at that point in time i'm sure that was real hip and cool and futuristic but God, it looks so ridiculous i love the size <laughs> of it, all the electronics in this movie yes uh the little tracking device uh all of their wrist wristbands are humongous <laughs> you know i i feel like if the apple watch came out like even 10 years prior it would have looked exactly like that that's fair yeah. I wish I hope that the Apple Watch would have a flip up eagle faceplate that like hit a <laughs> secret tracking beacon. Dude, I bet that you only you know lasts for seven switch. minutes. Yeah, it would have to have the safety switch too, so you don't activate or accidentally trigger it. Uh, again, it only lasts for seven minutes. Mm. It's terrible technology. It's what again, <laughs> just where they thought we would be. And where we actually are, I love that stuff. That it's uh, funny because that was actually also a completely different timeline. <laughs> mm-hmm. They split in 1981. If we're talking about different timelines and in terms of technology, because woof, oh, yeah. they ying yang, they yinged when we yanged. It's what it's crazy too. Like thinking about something even like Blade Runner, where Blade Runner will still look futuristic when you look at it. Like it still yeah. feels. Mm-hmm. That way, this one feels like a movie in the 80s trying to look futuristic at points. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's more in the atmosphere and like what they say is happening. It's a lot of exposition-y, but it's still, it works. It's very John Carpenter and I love it. God they do it. a it's good job of... They tried to ground it in realism, but uh, couldn't. They do a good job of like building the world for you, I guess. Like just telling you this is what's happening and use your fucking imagination. Here's the world, here's a character. And yeah. But I think oh man, like even this okay, so I did like that glider. I know I realize that's like a real thing. I don't know if that was a real thing like back then. Like, if that's something that they could have feasibly have done, like that glider landing on the World Trade Center and that oh, hook that oh, came out. Oh, landing on it, that I don't know. Like, that was <laughs> yeah, really sure. cool. But then for every one of those, you had just a stack of cars for some reason on Broadway. And, like, I don't know. Like, there was a lot of really tacky things. But... Also, like, the, driving down the the row of people that just slowly throw bricks at you but don't ever get in your way or try to impede you. Also, as a cab driver in New York, you would have to have, like, never flat tires, right? This is what I was thinking this time. And that would make it an incredibly uncomfortable ride. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, yeah. you, dude, if you couldn't just ride with soft tires, somebody could just pop them, rob you, kill you, what the fuck ever. Yeah. Uh None of them had windows. They all had bars. Cabby yep. also had that cool trap door on his roof. Yeah. Which, uh, I like how during wanna... that scene, they drove at the at a snail's pace. Like, they weren't trying to mow anybody down. Like, these guys are <laughs> all trying to kill through. you, and they're just, like, sightseeing. Like, doing this little tour. <laughs> it was hey, so weird. Look at these guys with the bricks. What are they going to do with those? <laughs> what, I, what I loved is how severely modified cabbie's cab was like every attention to detail was taken care of except his fucking sound system is just a tape deck that he He doesn't have speakers or nothing like that no just like a portable tape deck to listen to his 50s big band 
<laughs> Yo, Cabby, Cabby has a, a very simple, he has simple pleasures. He just likes music and being a Cabby for 30 years and knowing everybody. He's like After, that guy that York. knows everybody. And goes to porno theaters and knows everybody. And goes to porno theaters, yeah. yeah. So Snake, yes. They send Snake in. Snake is this big bad guy who they, ha- he's a criminal, and uh, but he used to be this crazy awesome soldier and he got disillusioned. Uh, also another tie into another great Kurt Russell movie called Soldier. We'll hit there sometime in the future. Anyways, they give him the deal. If you go in and rescue the president from this hellhole that is d- New York, we'll forgive all of your crimes. You'll have a full pardon. And Snake, it's a good deal. the eternal badass, of course, grumbles and gruffs and smokes cigarettes his whole way through. Also, he is a prisoner, <laughs> but they bring him in like just casual street clothes. Mm-hmm. You know what I think happened? Well, he was moving into New York. Yeah, he was just moving in. He was just getting transferred into the thing, and he said they said that there's like what a two hour wait. Maybe in that two hours time, they're like, "Yo, I know he's about to go into New York, but hit the brakes. We need him back. Let's send him into New York. Yeah, our way. Yeah, send him in our way, and give him Welcome a gun. To New York, uh, dude, this gun." I don't know how familiar you guys are with firearms, but it's actually one of the most ridiculous things Mm -hmm. because it's an Uzi, which is a really tiny gun that they have slapped a massive silencer onto the front of. Yeah. Yep. And then they have mounted a scope. Tell me more. Onto the silencer. And this thing's shooting like the scope. This thing's shooting like 50 Which, caliber rounds, too. Did you see the holes those things are putting in everything? <laughs> it's like insane. the dude's and punching a wall. The Uzi is a, is a machine pistol, so it's a 9mm round generally. Maybe a forty five. But Can yeah, we talk not about how this. every time the Duke fires it, he blows on the scope? Yes! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it's, again, it's very, very, very weird. And number... That scope would in no way be remotely accurate. No, because that Cause would that... be jumping all over the place. But I do have to, I do have to give the Duke a little bit of props. The tensileness of his fingers um, to be able to just pop off single rounds as accurately and as easily as he does without accidentally getting a second or third one in there. Very dope. Good job, Duke. Unless it somehow had a, you know automatic you know manual whatever uh i think they do i've never actually seen an uzi outside of movies where they're always just no that's like how it works i think there was something this is actually a super tragic story but i saw an article a couple years ago about how uh this dude brought his kid to a, a gun show and then, you know, they let everybody test the guns out. And for this must have been one of those states where they're just like, you have a pulse, shoot this gun. The kid shot the Uzi and it went and the recoil popped the gun back and he shot himself in the head because it because oh, it's just all over the place. I imagine it works Damn. just like Call of Duty. That's how we train soldiers now, right? Well, it's funny you say that, because I was just thinking, is there an Uzi in the new Call of Duty? And could I just see if it would go to single fire? And then I'm like, would that even be accurate? It's a stupid fucking video game, Kyle. (laughs) Yo, the accuracy that they put into those war games now, though, like it's probably accurate down to like the sway of the gun or the fall off pattern. 
I'm sure. Because there's just, it's, who's playing those? Like, snobs. You know, people who are experts at war. And Kyle. <laughs> I am an expert war at war. expert I've Kyle. Seen, I've seen Escape from New York seven times. And his dog. Seven times is a lot. I know how this shit works. Uh, so, yeah, we, we send Snake in. We're going to sneak him in covertly with this cool-ass glider that you mentioned he lands on the World Trade Center, which is cool until later when Snake gets shot in the leg and he has to go up and down all the <laughs> stairs in the World Trade Center. 50 floors at least. And he has to do all of this in 24 hours. It's the most unbelievable part of the whole movie dude when he landed absolutely insane i love it when he that landed took, on had the to twin take tower? five hours what's that when he landed on the twin tower the first time and he had to go down 50 flights i'm like fuck that sucks but then he went right. up and down them at least two more times <laughs> it's yeah. so it's so insane and again, he's stu- he got shot in the leg and he's clearly walking with a limp for the last half of the movie and he goes, I, I swear you see it like on his face when he realizes he has to go back down. He's almost like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Again? No. Oh. He takes it out, too, on those fucking pricks that push his glider over. Man, what a- He shoots them with a revolver that also has a sweet-ass scope for no reason. <laughs> yep, everything in this has a Every ridiculous scope. Every gun in the future has a scope. Oh. Except for the M16s, which they just take the front plastic shit off of and make them look real weird and skinny. Weird. It for reminded reasons. me of the dude from Deuce Bigelow that just screams, I have a thin dick. <laughs> I have never seen that, but you have my attention. Oh, that's a movie you should right, check out. Is it a I movie mean, that I would like? Deuce Bigelow, the first one? I think Sean would enjoy it. Yeah, maybe. I... I hate Rob Schneider, and I would watch it. That's true. Again. I'm surprised. Uh, the amount of times that I've heard Mitchell quote that movie that you, you've you never seen it. Like, what's a quote from it? Like, I, I have no idea what he has said that is from that movie. Cakes and pies, cakes and pies. Yeah, I have no idea. Every <laughs> time I... <laughs> I thought that, I, honest I, to God, I thought that was just Mitch being Mitch. Did you say that? Tell me that and doesn't also, uh, just sound like Mitch being Mitch. It does. That's a huge bitch. I say that one a lot. Oh, my dad used to say that. Yeah? Which was kind of rude because he huge had to bitch. do it himself. I can't meet anybody named TJ and not think <laughs> of turkey jizz. <laughs> my name's TJ. My mom's what do you think name. that means? Turkey jizz? Hmm. Why are we talking about Deuce Bigelow? Uh, no idea. Escape from New York. That's we get off question. topic here, um, but we're back on it because uh, we eventually we meet, of course, uh, Cabby, who takes us to, in my opinion, the only kind of miscast of this movie, which is Henry Dean Stanton. That was you guys might disagree with me. He's um there. Yeah, he does seem to be really kind of phoning it in. By the end of the movie, I liked him, but at least for the first 10, 15 minutes that he was on the screen, I was like, this is so weird. Yeah, this guy doesn't fit at all with the rest of these people. No. (laughs) He was already old by the time they did this movie, too. Like, (laughs) 
Yeah. Significantly older. And he's supposed to be dating uh, Adrian Barbeau. Yeah, Brian, Ooh, did you which, recognize her? Because we've talked about from her Swamp before. Thing? Yeah, we mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yep. It's the uh, only yeah. other thing I know her from. Which uh, is the PG movie. That is a PG movie where I saw her breasts. Yeah. And this is a rated <laughs> R movie where the most gratuitous thing that I saw in this was her covered in blood. Yeah, that's true. Because Fun there was like no blood scene. in this movie for a rated R movie. Uh, another one, fun fact. J.J. Uh, uh, Abrams claims that shot was his idea and he gave it to John Carpenter when he was 17. Which oh, shot? Because wow. J.J. Abrams' father was a film guy and for some reason he was with him and watched an early cut of this and told John Carpenter, hey, you really need to have a shot of her like really dead so that everybody knows that she's dead. And so they went back and John Carpenter and Adrian Barbeau Shot that scene in one night in her garage, laying underneath her car. <laughs> Stop! You know what? I'm I glad swear to they God, I'm glad that that's why there were no it does chandeliers. Work. <laughs> that's and it's just—it's like a grayish car. I don't. Looking back, I don't think it's the same color. You just don't care. Mm. Yeah, you're you're so distracted by her laying there and all of that blood, mm-hmm. all of the blood. She but was covered it's in coming out of her mouth. It's just everywhere else yeah it's it's not on her face at all nope where the openings for blood to escape would be right Mm. but no she just popped like a balloon i just assume the front of the duke's car is very sharp Uh, okay i'll give you credit there you probably have a point there are a lot of chandeliers no the car has a point right (laughs) does have a point yo the look on brian's face when i said that just made it completely worth it he's like really But yeah, so fun fact, J.J. Uh, Abrams claims that as his first film credit. Wow. So. That's funny. Uh, apparently, James Cameron also worked on this movie. Yeah. He did uh, matte paintings that were rendered that's for the, right. uh, that's the, right. the backgrounds. Because he was that's doing special effects back then. So a lot of really famous what? hands on this movie. There was a lot of famous hands on this movie, especially for something that had such a small budget. But it was 81, and I think... Probably very early in pretty much everybody's career that was working on this, right? Some of some of them were. Some of them were also like uh, Donald Pleasance is, of course, he's just like in all things John Carpenter or mm-hmm. kind of like, I mean, he was, of course, uh, Halloween. Halloween. Yep. They, they had a great right. working relationship. Uh, Tom Atkins, who played Rime, uh, he's just a great 80s character actor. He's been in a lot of shit that you love. Uh, what is it? Is he in... Um, not Dawn of the Dead. Night of the Living Dead, is he not? No, he's in another one about zombies, though. God damn it. I can't think of it. But he's great. Uh, of course, Adrian Barbeau, we mentioned. Uh, Frank Doubleday was a dude I'm not familiar with, and I'm kind of glad they didn't use him a lot in this. <laughs> Yo, he was weird. Uh, he was my favorite character in the movie. Yeah? Oh, yeah, with his <laughs> Super Saiyan Sonic hair. Yeah, he's, who's doing their hair like that in New York? De- it, ah. So I was you know, just about to talk about him. So like you're first introduced to him and he is just the most manic person. Like his his gestures as he's walking, he's so over the top and just yes, a very over the top. Um, I guess flamboyant is like the only word that would really use it just in how outrageous he is in his gestures and how crazy yeah. he is. 
But uh, yeah, he he was really great, but stuck, but also stuck out like a sore thumb. And his character's name was Romero. And do you guys think that there is any chance that him being named Romero is any reference to George Romero and and the way that the city looks is very zombie apocalypse looking and maybe that was a nod i don't know that's just me throwing it out there because that's the first thing that i thought of when i heard that that's what his name was no it's absolutely was intentional because there's also a cronenberg and rime yeah. is also another director friend they're all three famous directors that are good friends of john carpenter oh so and yeah also the Maggie. romero thing is mm-hmm. probably Maggie's and then I, I guess, too, I didn't know this, but <laughs> w- when they shot the, the crazy chick in the chock full of nuts coffee shop, that was Kurt Russell's wife at the time. Is it? Yeah. I did not know Season, it either. Season Hubbley? Yeah. Hubbly, which is weird because they didn't have uh, a lot of chemistry, which is, I guess, maybe why they didn't stay married. Although, also, that's, come on, Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. Or Season, what's her name? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hubley, Hubley? <laughs> Hubler Chevrolet? I mean, Season's a great name. Can we just talk about how great Season season is as a name? Can you imagine how I, much I you was made fun of? It's a pretty good name for a girl. Probably seasonally. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Season, what's your favorite season? God is damn it, it Brian. Fall? Brian, you're just knocking him out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> knocking him out of the... Wait, no. Aw. Aw. Tis the Season. Well, I was going to say the... F- I was going to say knocking them out of the Fenway Park, but that's not New York. No, that's Boston. Nope. Yo, that's going to get you shot. I know. That's why I was like, oh, I can't say that. Although, I'm glad you brought that up because I did want to tell this story real quick because our glitches started happening when I started to and I forgot about it. But no, uh, I was at work today and there's a chick on the other team and she was talking and she was telling a story and she said that it happened to her yesterday and I immediately went, wait. Where are you from? And she said, I'm from Massachusetts. And I said, I knew it. <laughs> did she say what then part? I asked her to uh, she did. I forget. Uh, and then I was, of course, telling her about you, my best buddy. And she knew where the Berkshires were. Uh, she wasn't from Boston, but because uh, she doesn't have the Boston accent, but she definitely has the Massachusetts yesterday Yeah. Yeah. You say that, Worcester, but it, probably literally I get made fun of for saying that around here. So... <laughs> I don't know. It, it is a thing because I definitely heard it in her. And so, huh. but yeah. Ask uh, her more about it because I want to figure out where I got it from. <laughs> Quiz her. Uh, what street did you go grow up on? What is your social security well, number? I mean, it probably can't be that far away from you. Massachusetts is not that big of a state. It's Very like, small. it's like three and a half hours wide. The approximate diameter of my mother. Three and a half hours wide. <laughs> that That's might be perfect. my favorite measurement of distance ever. It's a good one. Three and a half hours. What I knew exactly what he was getting at. Yeah. yeah. How big's your state? About three and a half hours wide. <laughs> Tell me that. Unlike Rhode the Island, which is like half an hour wide. Yeah. yeah. I think that is the perfect measure <laughs> unit of measurement. <laughs> you know, when you look at a map and it's like this, and instead of it just saying miles, you just say like two hours. I like that. Yeah. Standard 60 miles an hour. Let's go, baby. All right. Speaking of hours, 
How absolutely fucking implausible that this guy does all of this shit in 24 hours. Also, did I miss here or did the dude say, if you get out with 15 minutes left, we can defuse them? Mm-hmm. I, it I'm was pretty sure that's what he said. It was with 15 left. And he literally does it with two seconds left. <laughs> But he did, okay, they did say something where they were going to extend it. It was like this weird little thing that they put in there where I think it was like their uh, whatever machine, whatever. Um, Deus Ex Machina for the movie where they like slipped it in there and it was supposed to make everything be all right. And by the time I heard that, I kind of forgot about the 10 minute clause. But yeah, now that we're talking about it, that was kind of dumb. I, that just kept burning in my mind when he kept looking at the clock, and I'm like, dude, he's is he not already dead? Why is he still trying? Mm. But, uh, yeah, they still get yeah, him out, and he negates them, spoiler alert. Uh, also, we didn't establish it, but the reason Snake even agrees to go in on top of that is, uh, or no, what? So, not that. Once he does agree to go in, then they inject these two tiny bombs in his neck that they can just explode should they he try to flee or yeah, or they will just blow up if he doesn't get this done in 24 hours for whatever reason. Like, I don't get that. Why not just bring yeah, him back out like a life sentence in New York City anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Just leave him in there. Just leave. Him yeah. In. I so maybe it's, I think. OK, so I get it because it is like you agreed to this. Now get it done or you're dead. So I guess that's a little bit more incentive to, I don't know, get it done. But, yeah, <laughs> get her done. I thought I wasn't. I was like, don't. Yeah. No, I, like, I saw your face. Right, I, gotta go I was like, <laughs> it hurt. It hurt. I it was trying to escape my teeth. Yeah. So so we had brain, which he said was, you know, Harold brain, uh, which was such a weird casting. But. I don't know. Between the two of them, I think by the end of the movie, it worked okay. But yeah, he was just so old to be playing against Kurt Russell in this. Also, I just don't understand how a man of his stature get rises to a position of power within this New York run by criminals. Yeah, a little rat. <laughs> He's a little rat. That I also love when like Kurt Russell tells him to keep the guys talking and he is the absolute worst. <laughs> He's <laughs> almost just like, so how about this New York weather, huh? <laughs> yeah. Crazy that we're Pretty... in a prison here on an island, right? Huh. Can you believe that? It's, yeah. How is this dude not just killed? He's not good at keeping information. He's not charming. No. Why is Adrian Barbeau banging him? That's a because great Duke question. Because Duke gave it to him. Duke gave it to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They do say that, don't they? That is a direct also, line from the movie. I thought it was the weird. The Duke has badass gloves. They're Every, like everything sort of about the Duke oversized. is oversized. Well, of course, yeah, it's it's Isaac Hayes. The Duke is pretty fantastic. I, and the that Duke car seems like somebody ripped straight out of Saints Row, the game. Like, yeah, he seems 100%. like the kind of dude that would be like a villain in that game. And I love Absolutely. him even more for that. Chandeliers in the car and everything. Yeah, Chandelier's cool the touch. car, his outfit, the way he blows on the the scope of a pistol, <laughs> the machine scope pistol, of the gun. <laughs> like, oh, bang, so bang. good. <sighs> Got to blow off that scope. Uh, it's a hot scope. 
I mean, it's hard to really track what happens in this movie because, like, it's so scattershot. It's a lot of just running around a grimy New York type place. Yeah. Really, yeah. Uh, we we run from one rundown building to another. Uh, the the whole plot is that the Duke has the president, and the Duke wants the map that Brain has because Brain has a map of a bridge. Is the only escape off of New York, but of course it's booby trapped. Right, mm-hmm. it's covered in mines. And, and then <laughs> Brain can't even read his own map. Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> I said go left. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Well, and then uh, that causes Maggie to go into shock, and for some reason she can't leave this man that has been her captor. For the better part of, I guess, at least a decade. Okay, quick question about this map. Mister, I've seen this seven times, okay? They say that they got this map from a dude who went to escape but was shot. Now, did this dude make it all the way to the end of the bridge, come back and give somebody the map? Or is he just full of shit and told Duke that he had a way off this bridge? Because... As so, soon as he said, yeah, question. and he was shot at the end of the bridge, I was like, well, how do you have a fucking map? <laughs> I think what it, eventually, I think it, it's 1981 and John Carpenter loves cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't care. We've got to shoot this fucking movie in three weeks. Because uh, again, like, there's so many just weird little sort of plot hole things like that. Like the 15 minute timer that I get the exposition that I somehow missed. Uh, there's just tons of them like that. Why the Duke has a presidential car, but then everybody else still has shitty cabs. Mm-hmm. Cause they, they had the budget <laughs> for one cool presidential car. I love that the cab perfectly splits in half too. Once it went, runs over a landmine. That was and perfectly incredible. right down the middle. The only person it kills is the one that's the most secure. Ernest Borgnine just get absolutely <laughs> demolished in that. How? I don't know. What is it with I'm, Ernest Borgnine and getting killed in movies? I don't He's know. He's good at it. I'm He's speaking di- specifically of basketball and the Denslow Cup. <laughs> There's that. He also the dies in Strange Wilderness. Oh, yeah. He's in Strange Wilderness, too. Goddamn. <laughs> He always dies in unexpected ways. Can you? Would you guys believe that the role of Cabby was created specifically for Ernest Borgnine? Yes, I a hundred percent believe. Absolutely, that. absolutely yeah. was. And uh, I feel like everybody in the eighties should have been making roles specifically for him in their movies. He got a lot for that, and he, then he, of course, was the fantastic uh, Mermaid Man in SpongeBob later. Which that's right. Oh yeah, ah, and he was also a line in a Weird Al song. Well, that's the highest honor any person yeah. can have. All about the yeah, Pentiums. Honestly, I'm pretty sure that's the song that he has a line in. At that point, give up. You've peaked. <laughs> Kyle's trying to re- recollect it. I, I just, it started to trick, but I can't remember it specifically. <laughs> it's so definitely off the running I can only remember the chorus. Own. Yeah. Um, it's the one where he's like, anyways, you're sitting in your basement, in your mother's basement in your underwear, like Ernest Borgnine looking at photos or something like that. Huh. Yeah, it's in there. Somebody somebody who's listening, I know you people. I know you people. You, you Weird you Al people. listeners. Yeah. I am one of those too, but yeah. 
if you, dudes you like playing dudes, experience grinds, you probably like Weird Al Yankovic. You know, they, they, it probably is a pretty good small Venn diagram. You know, I did listen two. on Spotify to some Weird Al the other day, and uh, suggested for you was Experience Grind. It was really weird. Oh, check that out. We need to get Al on the show. It, it, that's not, I'm lying. I know. Um, I know. Okay. I just <laughs> here. How fantastic would that be, though? That would be awesome. I think you're more likely to get Daniel Radcliffe. You got a good point there, too. That'd would be he do the entire interview as a farting corpse? Mm-hmm. One could dream. Man, man I don't even would. remember what I said, like what I how I rated that movie. Looking back on it, man, that movie was stupid. Maybe I liked it. Oh, <laughs> I love that movie. That movie was dumb as fuck. You know, the same guys that did that did everything everywhere all at once. Plug for it's beer me. Although I also I, I meant to throw shade on you guys' post. I do think our title card was way better. Oh, uh, with the rocks. We, we had the googly eye rocks. Oh yeah, the googly eyes. Well, what we do, we pull the actual frame from the movie where they show the title. Oh yeah, that's a smart move. Nice. <laughs> they did the thing. They did the thing. Oh, that's on the nose. <laughs> Those are the that. words in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's the title of it. Holy shit. Yeah, so I as like everybody the- might accept, expect, uh, considering, especially considering there's a sequel, um, they get the president out of here, uh, and Snake actually sabotages the president with a wrong cassette, which made me audibly laugh because I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah, I did not see that coming, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's such a cool fucking Snake Plissken move, too, goddammit. It was so I slick. Love, like, what do you think about all the people who died to get you out of there? The president's just like, meh. They're I want to thank them, too, of course. Sacrifice. I'm about to be on TV here. Yeah. That was, I like the ending of that so because disgusting. a lot of this did tie into, there's like, uh, you know, United States is like, you know, there's an anti-imperialistic group that took the president and was trying to kill the president just because of like views and things like that. So by the end of the movie, you're trying, you don't quite know where snakes actual allegiances lie, but it doesn't matter. He's free now. Um, this, I'm not going to lie, boys, this actually, by the time this ended, all I could think to myself was how I wanted to watch escape from LA immediately. Yes. Immediately. Yeah. I, I just wanted to roll right into the sequel. Oh, man. I'm Boys, it's not a good movie. <laughs> I don't expect it to be a good movie. <laughs> That's it's, unfortunate. It is really sad, too, man. Uh, is 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 Kurt Russell equally as awesome as Snake in that? Because that's all that matters so Kurt to me. Russell, Kurt, he is really fucking awesome. The oh, thing that sucks sold. is that they make Snake... Like, dude, at one point, he surfs a fucking tidal wave. Like, it's on the cover of the VHS, but, like... <laughs> How's he start a tidal wave, and, like, how have I not seen like this expl- yet? That it's been a long... Awesome. I kind of want to watch it, too, because it has been a long... Way longer since I've seen Escape from L.A., because it's so tonally different, too. Hmm. Still, it, I'm sold. Interesting. It's a little... I do want to try it. I, I almost feel like they, they went more of a black comedy route, or oh, a dark comedy. Okay. You know, it does have me I just think- interested because it, you know, I have read a quote that Kurt Russell says that Snake Plis- uh, Pliskin is his character, favorite character he's ever played. And he says from this movie. What's up? Uh, he says it from, he specifically says 
related to this movie, Snake Plissken is his favorite character he's ever played. Oh, is that what he said? Oh, specifically for this movie. Oh, yeah. Well, regardless. Um, yes, he does love Snake. It's it's so. Uh, I want to watch it again too now. Like I said, because it's been a long time. I remember it not holding it. There's also so like in this movie, he fights the dude with the spike baseball bat for his life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. escape from L.A. He has to play a basketball game. <laughs> oh. I mean, I feel like the basketball so game will make California. more sense than this. It's so. And it's outside in like a court with like the chain. It's it's weird. That's dude. weird. Yeah, nice. It does. Have does some it take cool place stuff. farther in the future? Because it came out in '96, which is like a year before this movie takes place. Wasn't 90, I? I had a thought of '97. I'm sure it does. It has to. Do you think that when they went to make it in 1996, that they were like, hmm, well, we should have pushed back when uh, when the events of the first one was going to happen, huh? What do you guys want to shoot for here? <laughs> 2015? <laughs> I'm trying to see. No, I'm curious. Uh, okay. The year is 2013. Oh, it's close. Oh, okay. Okay. So what is New York? What's New York set in? 2007? Two, no, 1997. 1997. I, oh, God damn. That's a huge jump. Yeah, right, Ryan, so, as you were having your issues earlier, I was like, it's so weird for this movie to be taking place 16 years after it was made and us watching it 25 years after it's supposed to be taking place. Dude, I take all of this back. We have to watch this. Okay. Steve Buscemi, (laughs) Stacey Keach, Peter Fonda, and Bruce goddamn Campbell are in Escape from L.A. Hell yeah. I'm in. Okay. Brian, you're in. Wherever my camera is, I'm pointing at you. Holy shit. There's Pam Greer. No No way. Yeah. It can't be as bad as I remember them. These are all names. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, actors and actresses. (laughs) We're playing. What's that? Like cinema something. And anytime it was like, name a movie this person was in. Like, I have no idea. I recognize them, but I don't know. It's uh, yeah. it's the greatest curse. It's it's face black, like you know the thing, the dude from the thing, you know. And he was that in the guy. other thing with that chick. The ah, dude the what thing was it? The dude. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Tropic Thunder would count as an action movie, right? Absolutely. Tropic Thunder is awesome. Hmm. Mitch hates that movie. I don't understand. What? Yeah. Hates Tropic Thunder. I don't get it. It's maybe the greatest Tom Cruise performance of all time. I was just going to say the exact same thing. It's up there. Yeah. It's literally like, and he's done some good shit. I'm a Tom Cruise guy. Mm -hmm. I don't hate on him just to hate. Les Grossman? Les Grossman. Fantastic character work. The, the fact Jeffers. that I can just remember his name from that movie, which I'm not good mm-hmm. at doing, but the fact that I can remember his name from that movie and he's only in it for like three minutes total. <laughs> Top notch character. I wonder how method he went for the Harvey Weinstein impersonation if he mutilated his genitals. <laughs> oh. oh, how method she said? Gross. Yeah. Because oh, that's man. Harvey Weinstein's whole defense is that his genitals are too mutilated. He couldn't have raped all those women. I couldn't oh, yeah. have done it. My junk's all my, broke. My junk is broken. Mm. Uh, fellas, 
Escape from New York. It's escaped from my heart and I think into yours, which is a good it seems sign. that way. And of course, obvious answer to the question, who's your favorite character is, of course, Snake Plissken. So, gentlemen, I want to know who not was your Brian. second favorite character? It's not. No, Brian said uh, Romero was his favorite. Oh, well, it's true. He was I did say that facetious. I believe you hope. I no. do hope. You, I thought you were being serious. No. I'm going to be no. honest and truthful. <laughs> he was great, but he was not my favorite. All right, Brian, who is your second favorite character in this movie? Cabby, by far. Cabby's pretty great. I like that Cabby knows Cabby's everybody great. and everybody knows Cabby. Yeah. I also like that he was a coward when the Duke shows up and he just like secretly runs away to his car and takes off. He just runs off. It's great. <laughs> and Maggie's like, damn it, Cabby. That's a man with survival instinct. That is. That's how you get 30 years in New York as a cabbie. Also, thir- is he only supposed to be 30 years old? Because holy shit, what a hard life. It must Cabby, be to I live think he just New means York. that he's been driving cab for 30 years. That's the uh, only way I took that. I've been driving cabs what? for 30 years as he's been, well, driving cabs for 30 years. Does that mean he just stayed in New York after it became a prison colony? I think so. I don't know. Like, it's so weird. Or is he a prisoner that has a car? Like, and who pays fares? He says that. Who would pay a fare? He says that he's been driving that cab for 30 years, that same car for 30 years in New York City. Right. And you know what? I bet you a lot of people want rides. But they made it into a, a prison. But I don't think they're playing a fare, paying a fare. I think they're paying with information and connections. Mm. I think. He's got the hookup. Yeah, I think he's basically like the spider from Game of Thrones. Or whatever Viserys is. Oh, Viserys. Yeah, yeah, he's. The Raven uh, Keeper or the Raven or. I don't know. He's something. No, he's a spider. He has little birds. Uh. It's funny. I did like the little touch that uh, Harry Dean Stan or Brain, I guess he has like oil pumps in his apartment library. Yeah, yeah in the <laughs> library, someplace. So I guess he can refine gasoline from the illustrious New York oil. Wells. Everybody lo- knows about the, the New York oil reserves. I yeah. love that they at the beginning of the movie is like, yeah, they have gasoline somehow. And then it's actually explained. Well, not even explained because this makes no sense. But it's it's it shown work. how it's happening in here. So good. It's, at least they tried. They gave some. They didn't even have to do that. But the, and no. by attempting to answer, it just really has way more questions. Exactly. So get, uh, Kyle, who's your second favorite character? I would say, honestly, probably uh, Lee Van Cleef, Hawk. I mean, even though, he, like, all of his shit was one day, he's so f- fucking great. Uh, he's the he only is. one that uh, gives it to Snake, and he, he, he enjoys giving it to Snake. I really like that fact. Like, mm-hmm. he, he knows he's lotting it over him. But then it's later on, he's a dick to him the whole movie, and then he's like, Hey, Snake, you want a job? <laughs> we could be. No, dickhole, <laughs> fuck you. I love that he's like, as soon as Snake gets out, he's like, so you're going to kill me now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm <It's> tired. <laughs> Man. Perfect response, too. Also, uh, Fantastic. another, of course, character trait Solid Snake stole is uh, this snake smokes like a fiend. So did Solid Snake because of that. So. Mm-hmm. 
he uh, always Shawnee has Boy, a cigarette. What about you, going. buddy? Uh, okay, so I, I'm not gonna lie. Romero was like up until yeah. the tail end of Romero. Romero was like my favorite because you do see him at the beginning, and he's like, "If you don't get out of here in 20 seconds, he's gonna die." And he just is counting down the whole time. I'm like, this dude is pure chaos. And I fucking love him. And then when they started talking about the Duke and you see him again. So it's him and this other guy. Like he's Romero's riding in the back of this doped out vehicle. I'm like, man, if these dudes are driving around this guy and he's actually the Duke, I'm going to laugh so hard. I was secretly (laughs) praying that he was the Duke. And. Shortly after when I realized he was just a stupid henchman, that's that's where the divide was. Like, I loved him prior to that. Duke, Duke. And then after that, I'm like, yeah, that's a no bueno. And then when he got killed by brain, it really dropped him. In the With lamest just, way possible. Us, us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, too. I love that touch because he stabs him in the stomach once and then he dies like a little bitch. But then brain... When he pulls the knife out, he holds it by his side because, number one, it's a fake knife. And then, instead of using the knife to, I don't know, cut the president free, uses his only free hand to awkwardly untie the president. <laughs> I love that little <laughs> And you can almost see him look that. at the camera at, like, uh, not Romero, fucking Carpenter, and be like, uh, I got the knife. Okay, I'll just untie him. It's so, it's a great little touch. That's good. Um, uh, do you boys have a, a rating system for this movie? Yeah, I do. I was also just going to say, I think the reason I don't like Romero is that he reminds me of the dude from Fright Night. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. Classic no. vampire flick. I have not seen that. All right, I, I'll show you a side by side after and you'll be like, okay, I totally see it. So Is he just like uh, an absolute creeper? Uh, eh, no, he just looks weird and I'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, a rating system I do have. Wait, no, I can't do that one. I'll ask Brian. <laughs> Brian asks you. You ask me. Yeah, sounds good. All right, Brian, you ready for this? All I'm right. ready. So there's uh, Brian. Have you seen Commando? I have not seen Commando. You've never seen Commando, bro. You got to watch I've Commando. Never seen Commando, dude. There is a Light fight drop. scene in this. You got to watch that. There's a fight scene in the, in that movie where uh, him and another guy are brawling in a hotel room and they brawl through the wall into like these two people shooting a porno. And somebody did correct us in the Facebook comments that it was the woman behind the guy. So. All right. Yeah. Anyways, uh, cool. you do you. But they fight into that room in this movie. Snake. Pliskin has a machine Uzi with a scope that shoots holes the size of a baseball into walls. And he shoots a hole into a wall like a big old circle and then runs through the wall because he's not manly enough to <laughs> yes, run that, through the wall. Yes, he does. Awesome as shit. Holy fuck, what a cool scene. Thank you yeah. for bringing that up. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, Brian, if you were to have to rate how many holes you would have to punch through this wall in order to, with with a gun, in order to uh, be able to break through it, um, the the less being better, on a scale of one to a hundred bullets, how many bullets would it require you to get through this wall because you're that hype about it? So you're saying the less bullets, the better. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, reverse score here, this baby. Is, this is an interesting. So golf rules: the lower the score, <laughs> yes. the better the movie. Yes. Yes. How few bullet holes would it take for you to slam down the the wall because you're hype about the movie? I would have to exactly. say fifteen bullets. Fifteen bullets, because 15 you're so bullets. hype about it. Because I'm so hype, all I, fifteen, kicking right through that hole. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's it. I right, feel like, like that's 85? a pretty good rating. I was going to say, that's, that sounds like an 85 almost. That That's really yeah. solid. Uh, yeah. Which is, Deep I like plus. that you like this that much. And based on that, I have to reiterate what Sean said. Dude, go watch Commando. You will fucking love Commando. Oh, yeah. You're going to love yeah. Commando, dude. I'll rent it for you. <laughs> no, I won't. So, yeah. Let me uh, do you a favor. I like that score. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. Brian, you got one right. for uh, Kyle? I do, Kyle. Um, if uh, if your love for this movie were represented in individual light bulbs on chandeliers on a on the God damn car, it, mine was chandeliers. Brian, you son of all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. If it was individual lights on a chandelier, yeah, uh, on a scale one to a hundred, how many lights would you have in the front of that that car? <sighs> Boy, uh, I'm gonna go. Form. So, I mean, obviously, this movie does have some rough spots, but that's looking back at it from today. Um, I think this movie was uh, kind of impressive. It's, of course, it's a Kurt Russell movie, which automatically gives it super high ranking for me anyways. Right. I love Kurt Russell. Um, I'm going to go 92, I think. Wow. Um, this this movie's this fucking awesome. Chandelier. Of course, not only is it Kurt Russell, it also inspired, like, Probably my favorite game series of all time. So, mm. yeah, credit where the this credit movie is has due. Serious video game vibes. Yes, very mm-hmm. much so. It's it's absolutely just Metal Gear Solid with yeah some things tweaked a bit. So it doesn't it, feel like so a big weird. leap to, yeah. to watch this movie. And go, you know what? This could be a game. That should have been a game. That's what Hideo Kojima should do next. That should be the next escape big thing. from New York. The side scrolling beat em up or like. Yes, a sequel? please sign me up. I, dude, that would be great. I'd be into it. I want it to be a side-scroller, like- and I want it to be Snake, so that depending on which direction he's facing, you either just see an eye patch or an eye. Yes, absolutely. But the second-to-last uh, the second to last level would have to be like a California Dreamin' style, avoid the landmines mm-hmm. on the bridge. I appreciate that you went dot style instead of like Battletoads. Like jet skis. Oh yeah, because that's just overplayed. I, California, what'd you say? California racing or dream or whatever. I know what you're California dreaming. Is that the name of the game? Cruising USA. So. That's a Maybe song. that one. I that's it. Cruising oh yeah, USA. Cruising USA. That's classic. Cruising yeah. World. Mm. Cruising World. Cruising. Cruising USA. Double tap. Hot get tag. the the wheelie. Ooh, you know what you're talking about, baby. You have played these <laughs> games. <laughs> Cruising. Hey, yeah. Cruising USA. Do you, were you guys ever cool enough to have uh, seven other friends to play all eight people at once? No. So not there, and I don't think I did. No, I've done. I've either done the four or the eight person Daytona USA. Mm. Okay. Uh, but not with people that I knew. But it was just when uh, Mr. Gaddy's first opened up, which Mr. Gaddy's is just like a Chuck E. Cheese type place. 
Sure. That was one of the big attractions is that they had an eight linked uh, Daytona USA. And so like when it was popular and everybody was there, you'd have to wait in line to play that game. So you were always racing with a full crew. It was cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It's a long story. <laughs> Shawnee. Yo, I do have one for you, buddy. Get me. And it actually it's it was the original one I was going to do that I said was too tasteless and I can't do it. Do it. Do it. You coward. So Sean, have to now. Shawnee. Yo. There are <laughs> exactly 110 floors in the World Trade Centers. Oh, no. <laughs> if you <laughs> were going to crash the president's plane into a floor of the World Trade Center with the higher the number being the score you're giving this movie, what floor are you going <laughs> to crash into? He's walking away. <laughs> <laughs> and to reiterate, I was going with the chandeliers thing, but Brian kind of <laughs> scooped me I'm on that one. I'm very glad I did. <laughs> I had to go back. Yeah, Brian, because otherwise you, you would have had to use this thing, right? That's how that works? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, so there you go. Uh, well, here, let me, let me, what floor would the president's safety egg fall from? Yeah. Hey, that's, that is way more tasteful. How, how about that one? Okay. <laughs> For all, <laughs> all two of you that are left after that, uh, mm-hmm. if you're ready to hear my ranking, um, I would, is, you said 110. Yeah. And I would, that is relevant to the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not being, true. I, I'm just a jerk. You know what? If so. this podcast came out in 1999, nobody even would have added an eye. Would even question it. That's yeah. true. True point. Like, that's a thing true from point. the movie. Yeah. Duh. Obvious. <laughs> oh, shit. Yo, my my evacuation egg would eject from my plane's bottom at uh, probably the 90th floor of okay. the 110. Yeah. Yep. I, 110. Yeah, I think that's fair. I really did like this movie. It is very enjoyable. So you're giving it a 9 out of 11? (laughs) God damn, Brian, you are fucking on (laughs) fire. Wow. That brought tears to me. I hope that long silence came across how awkward that was. God. I'm crying. That I am too. That oh. just bravo, Brian. Don't bravo. Wow. I mean, Sean's the one who gave the score. I just God, wow. I just simplified the accident. fraction. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I really enjoyed this movie. It is great. I want to. I can't wait to see the other one, even if it is completely tonally different. Um, this is this was the complete opposite of what I watched last week, where. Commando's just stupid scene after stupid scene after stupid scene would just focus on these over-the-top shit and not exactly caring for, like, the quest points. Or the story and all that. Yeah, because, I mean, it's going to eventually get to where it wants to get. And like I said last week for Commando, it it was was following, like, a really nice story, like, until it wasn't. 
and it just like started blowing shit up. And that's fine because it works for that movie. Whereas this one, I really enjoy that it was more like quest point action. It almost felt like exactly like a video game. Like he had a quest, he would achieve it. Here's the next point of his quest. Or he wouldn't achieve it and it would like split off and he had to do something else. It was a right. very fun, slower story. Um, the action was fun. I really thought that the bullet sound effects and like the fight sound effects were stupid as fuck. That's just that's a product of the era. I think it's like Mm nine, you know, nineteen eighty one. All of that stuff sounded so corny, but you also had that with Commando. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's an eighties action flick, baby. So good, absolutely. And I'm and I'm glad Brian was able to be on for this one. I am too. Uh, me too. Thanks for having course. me, guys. This was fun. <clears throat> Anyways, you know, Brian, tell problem, tell everybody where they can find your stuff, man. I'm sure. Yes, yeah, literally ninety percent of the people on here know exactly who you are because they love yeah. you guys so much. Well, I, I but like if they had that, so <laughs> uh, if you haven't heard uh beer me a movie is the name of the podcast we are available on every streaming platform that exists as far as i know if you find one that doesn't have us you let me know um you can also find us on social media at beer me a movie on pretty much everything except twitter it's at beer me a movie pod somebody had beer me a movie prior somebody already had beer me a movie on twitter and That's apparently so they had a podcast back in like 2019 they did like four episodes and then never did anything ever again <laughs> Damn, they seized the great name and didn't do shit with it. Could you hit them up and be like, hey, can I have that? I probably could, but at this point, I'm just waiting for Twitter to die. It's it's natural death. It's not going to happen. Raise the roof. It's not going to (laughs) happen. All bad things last The fact that it hasn't happened yet makes me feel like it might not. Yeah. It might survive. It might kick out. We'll see. We'll see. I have like all 12 other alternative things in case anybody, (laughs) in case it does go down in a uh, thing of fire. If it does survive, it is going to end up looking a whole lot like the New York of Escape from New York. So Exactly. But (laughs) I... This movie takes place in Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm glad I I live in the part that's like not this rundown area. You know that part that I was referencing earlier that's like... Not all of New York's probably bad. I live in the other part. It's great. It's not too shabby. You don't have to worry about getting hit by a car with chandeliers. Hell yeah. Well, boys, I'm ready to call it on this one. This was a a great show. I enjoyed talking about this movie with you boys. God, do you have any other thoughts? No, I just, I love you guys. I love you, Brian. Thanks for sticking it through with us, through that weird technical difficulty and platform oh, yeah. switch. It's worked so much smoother in the second half. We talked even longer than I think we intended to, because once we didn't deal with that, we could relax and have a good time, fellas. It was a good show. I really had a good time. Brian, I fucking love you. We got to have you back soon. Who cares if it's not yeah. Action Movie December? Let's talk about Escape from L.A., boys. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm in. Uh, I'm good. I had a lot of fun, guys. And I love you, too. Thanks for having me. Beer me a goodbye, Brian. Beer you a goodbye? (laughs) Yeah. Tell the audience what they can go do. We usually say, go fuck yourselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just... I'm not used to the new show and the new the new I mean like our new show, Beer Me Movie. So like 
the beer me up. I did throw you off because I I mentioned your <laughs> show's name. Yeah. It's like what? Beer How me do we up. say goodbye on my show? It's usually Dave that signs off. Isn't that weird? When you're like trying to think it of is. what the other person says. Yeah. All right. I can beer you a goodbye. <laughs> okay. Go fuck yourself. <laughs>